episode of That's the Butts Live, a show all about the sucky parts of writing. I'm your host, Sarah Grunder Ruiz, the author of three books, Love, Lists, and Fancy Ships, which is out now, Luck and Last Resorts, which is out in August of 2022, and Last Call at the Local, which I still have to finish writing. Today, I'm really excited to have as my first guest, Beta Reader Danny and Beta Reader Raven. They're my beta readers who see everything from my drafts. That's the Butts Live is an Instagram live series that I have edited for this podcast. So if you'd like to see the full recording and our lovely faces, please check out my Instagram. It's at Sarah Grinder Ruiz. I really enjoyed my conversation with Danielle and Raven, which I knew I would, seeing as they're my best friends, but I was really excited to hear the tips that they have for all of you, both on being a beta reader and working with beta readers as an author. In this episode, Danielle and Raven talk about the process of beta reading, why they continue to read my sucky drafts, what advice they have for people who are beta reading, as well as advice for authors looking to work with beta readers. So I think you'll have a lot to learn from them and a few laughs along the way. Now, this is my first time editing a podcast, so bear with me if some of the transitions are a little bit not perfect. But you know what? The show is called That's the Butts Live, so I guess we'll lean into it. You have probably heard of Beta Reader Danny and Beta Reader Raven, but they are here tonight for our first episode of That's the Butts Live. And we are going to talk all about beta reading. Y'all get to see a lot on my Instagram stories, but you definitely don't see everything. Danielle and Raven see everything. So I will let them introduce themselves. Hello. I'm the person who reads them first. I am the person whose snarky comments you've probably seen in Sarah's Instagram stories. Um, I don't, I want everyone to know that I don't write things with the intent of ending up in Sarah's Instagram stories. <laughs> I press enter on a comment and I go, well, I'll be seeing that later. <laughs> um, I work in the library. <laughs> I like to make displays based around memes and uh, I read so much. So not on the job, not on the job. We don't, we don't work. Raven, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Raven. I work at a grad school. If your college or university sends you mail and is like, please give us money, I do that for other people. Also, if you hear me say or do anything awkward or weird or whatever, I have Tourette syndrome, so I might say stuff. Um, just stuff. Like, I'm not saying stuff right now. I just might later. The first question that I have is, why do you continue to read my awful drafts? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what do you get out of this? What sick pleasure do you get from this? I feel like it's a fun activity. Like, <laughs> It is a fun activity. Because uh, it's like you're trying to find things that are good, and there's other things that are not good, and so you get to wade through it and, like, have fun talking about what's working and what's not. I don't know. It's a good time. It's like, so, okay, so you know how in, like, um, Shakespearean times people could be patrons of the arts, and they would just, like, throw money at artists and be like, write me a play, and then they would? Um, it's that. <laughs> it's that. I mean, I really do write my books for you, Danielle, because you are the first That's one That's how you who should do it. Danielle it has great it. taste. You should continue to write specifically to Danielle. <laughs> Danielle does have great taste, but I, I love, so like with Loveless and Fancy Ships, Danielle was like, you're writing this 
dream man just for me. And then with luck and last resorts, like now I just think you're calling me out. <laughs> it's been a slow progression. Anytime a man cooks for his love interest in one of Sarah's books, that's directed at me. Um, anytime a man rolls up his sleeves, that's directed at me. Um, anytime <laughs> Nina exists, that's directed at me. Yeah. Um, felt. There is legitimately a conversation that Nina and Ollie have in Luck and Last Resorts that I will not spoil, but is exactly a conversation I had with my now husband. But I did not I like, know that. You didn't like, know it. You just pulled it out of the ether to call me out. I mean, we have, we have talked every day for like 10, 12 years. So, 12 you know, years. it happens. Okay, we do have one question nice. in here. Um, how many revisions or how fleshed out are my drafts before I send them to Raven and Danielle? This is kind of tough um, because I don't just send them drafts. Uh, I will voice note them constantly, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Screenshots, <laughs> and then a revised screenshot. Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> screenshot. Wait, don't read it. Here's another screenshot. I just oh was gosh. working on the retail copy for uh, Last Call at the Local. Do you know who I was talking to about it? Raven and Danielle. <laughs> um, so they're involved from the moment I even have an idea. So, like, the idea that I have yeah. for potentially the next book. The first thing I did was voice note <laughs> y'all right um, I'm already excited. Like, as far as like commenting on drafts, mm. Danielle usually gets to it first just because she is quicker at reading and reads very fast. Um, nothing. You're like my vibe <laughs> check. I get the temperature of something um, <laughs> from your response. But so like I was posting my stories, my zero drafts today. Um, that is not something I would send you because I know that, like, I know what's wrong with that. It's not written fully. Um, once I feel like I have a chapter, like, okay, this could be read as a chapter. It might be a sucky chapter, but like the insertions, usually I have the insertions taken out. Sometimes I'll have one or two, but that's usually an accident <laughs> um, where it's like, put a joke here. Um, so, you know, and that's probably like, it's hard to say because I go through it so consistently, but it's pretty much a first draft. Like, I don't even know how many drafts you've already read of Last Call at the Locals first few chapters, like at least five or yeah. six. <laughs> um, but but you know, I really want to say 14, but I think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like 14. Well, well, when I was um, submitting my option, because I was like, I know like I get this one chapter for them to decide if they want to buy it or not. I remember it was like Christmas Eve that Raven was like, you finally got it. I'm like, girl, why are you reading this on Christmas Eve? <laughs> so this is actually, I think, the earliest you've been involved, Raven, with, mm. with Yeah, I feel like I saw a lot of Loveless and Fancy Shift. I saw a lot of those old original drafts mm -hmm. for the Nita book. I feel like I didn't. I feel like I was really busy or something, too. Yeah. Um, and so that one is going to be really exciting to see in the final bit because I've seen like a couple of chapters and a couple of those chapters I saw a couple times. Whereas this one, I've definitely read it multiple times slash you voice note what you're doing for stuff. So that way, like, then you work through it and then you're like, okay, two drafts later, you're like, okay, now you can look at it. Yes. Um, or and it I love it when you're on the dock. I, like <laughs> I love it when you're on the dock and I'm like, I have to run. I'm like, wait, don't read it. I just revised this. <laughs> Stop. And, you're like, right. and I was like, I, I, what did you do at this point? You're like, oh, did you look at that an hour ago? It's already gone. You're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, this is my problem with like, this is why I'm very fortunate to have y'all because it's, 
I write very quickly and I revise very quickly and things change very quickly. And so like, I don't have a critique partner per se, because um, I don't think they could keep up with my rapid commenting, I suppose. Um, okay, we have another question from Books Books Everywhere. Hello. How do you recommend finding beta readers? Okay, people ask me this all the time. And I'll ask y'all if you have ideas. Uh, first of all, actually, before I'll answer that. And then my question to you is, do you beta read for other people? Um, I kind of know the answer to this, since you're just my best friends. But um, I am the worst person to ask, like, how to find beta readers, because all of my beta readers are just people in my real life, like that I actually know. Like my mom has beta read for me. Um, and you would think like, oh, great job, honey. No, that is not my mom. Like she is like, this is bad. <laughs> thank, thank you, mom. She says, right, this was better the last time. Thanks, mom. Um, which is fine. I, I expect that. That's why I give it to her. I don't have any recommendations to find beta readers because like other than you two, so you two work with me throughout the whole thing. And once I feel I have a draft, and sometimes I'll send it to them in chunks. I have uh, two friends locally who beta read for me at a later stage, um, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, but uh, they're really there when I'm like, okay, I have got this through the ringer as much as I can at the stage with Danielle and Raven. Now I will yeet it out <laughs> to, to, the, to the Raleigh people. Um, and Marco, Marco kind of He's one of my first, Marco's my husband. He's one of my kind of like first readers too. Um, sometimes I don't want him to give me feedback. I just want him to tell me it's nice. <laughs> and sometimes I do. Um, it's easier to be annoyed at his feedback than, than y'all's. Okay, so do you beta read for other people? And do you have any recommendations for how writers can find beta readers maybe? No, I'm not currently seeing other people, if that's what you're asking me. Um, okay, I thought this was a purely monogamous. That's really what Sarah's getting at. No, I have read a friend's um, very revised, though. Like, I was, like, a last, like, I'm writing this thing, and I'm going to query it out. Like, would you want to read it? And um, let me know if anything is, you know, um, let me know what works and if anything didn't. And mostly I was just, like, Babe, I can't keep track of all these characters. I'm so sorry. Um, but that's a me problem. That wasn't a, that wasn't a her story problem. Um, uh, and so that wasn't so much what we okay. do with your drafts. Um, and I kind of missed it. I was like, oh, no. What do you mean you don't want me to live tweet my reactions in the Google Doc for you? It's my favorite part of the whole author process when I'm working on a book is like, it's very motivating for me. I'm like, especially because you read so fast, Danielle. I'm like, oh, I sent Danielle a chapter. Instant gratification. Yes. And you all know, I just want constant attention and validation, even if it's like this part is actually a red flag and not hot at all. It, which has happened. Yeah. Um, but, no, not but, you know, if anyone wants to support my dream of never going to work again, um, I, you can pay me to beta read your stuff. I wouldn't know where to find people randomly, but I would say if you have any friends that are readers, and, like, they don't also have to be writers. Like, I am not a writer. I don't write anything. And so you don't need like writer friends necessarily. Like it's nice, I think, to have that as well. Cause I know Raven gives much better um, nice. actual constructive criticism than I do about a lot of things. But if you 
have any friends. And like, I wouldn't be shy about it either. If there's anyone, I wouldn't hesitate to ask people. It's very vulnerable, I know, to share your writing, which is why I don't do any writing or share any of it because I want to be vulnerable. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, the rewards, I think, of getting a reader perspective is is really good too because I'm not sitting there thinking about Sarah's craft when I'm reading it. Um, I'm just letting her know what's working for me or not. Um, like, would I keep reading this book if it was a real book? Um, yes or no. And that's really helpful too. So even if you don't think you have anybody in your life who could give you super nuanced, like you need to move this around and this sentence doesn't flow for this reason, um, even just getting someone to vibe check you it could be nice and it could go from there like I don't think the first time you asked me to read anything I was giving you anywhere near as detailed I don't even of, remember how it started but you know I do agree with Danielle that sometimes it's good to not have a reader who is not a writer and actually I think most of my readers aren't and Crystal is here hi Crystal she is one of my Raleigh beta readers and I love sharing my work with Crystal. And the, the, the thing that's really important is finding readers in your genre, I think, because especially mm -hmm. with romance. Um, because if you're asking someone who writes literary fiction to look over your romance, they might not have, they might not know what is good in romance versus, you know, literary fiction. So Raven, um, are you cheating on me with anyone else? <laughs> Um, and Raven is very much a writer, very much an editor. So nice. you know, Ray, uh, Danielle will give me a lot of like vibe checks. Like I get, I take the temperature with Danielle. So even if she doesn't say this chapter sucks, I can tell if it's not vibing and I'm like, cut it. Um, but Raven is someone who's really good at digging into the craft part. So sorry, Raven, let's hear from you. Yes, I'm not cheating on you. I tried once in the past. <laughs> I did twice. I, I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was like in between jobs and I was trying to figure out what I want to do. So I was like, let me just like see if I can beta read, see if I can do that for people other than Sarah or something. But because um, we used to read each other stuff even before you were like on the publishing track. And so mm. with those, it was like random people online and they were clearly at like first or second draft and you have like 15 or more, depending on how each chapter has its own series of how many times you've revised it. And this person would give me like a first or second draft and then a Google questionnaire survey. And it was essentially very leading questions on like, is it perfect? Can I publish it yet? And I was like, oh, you are going to be very upset at me if I do this the way I think it needs to be done for you. So therefore I will bow out because I do not know you and I do not want to derail everything for you, but you, you need, and so that happened twice. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm giving up. <laughs> I have Sarah. <laughs> you, um, I give you plenty of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're very fast. Oh my gosh. Um, it's so good. And uh, same thing Danielle was saying, like just, Anybody in your circle, if you want to write a book and get it published, you're going to have like so many people read, right? That's the hope. So why wouldn't you have so many people in your life do that now? And uh, while still trying to figure out like, oh, someone who's a writer or someone who's a reader in your genre is like, just also go wide um, because every, you'll start to learn who's good at what type of feedback. So someone might be good at craft, someone might be good at vibes, someone might be good at like a very, like somebody who's not normally into romance. So what is that person's point of view on this book? And someone might be able to figure out there's something wrong with this chapter and then they give you a really bad suggestion. 
okay, that means there's still something wrong. You don't have to take the rest of the suggestion, but that's very helpful that those people are still able to pinpoint. They might not be able to fix it for you, um, but they can pinpoint what's wrong. And now you have like a, hopefully a slew of people who all have different strengths and that's going to help your draft overall. Um, so I feel like that's kind of what you do because you cast a wide net um, mm -hmm. with a lot of people. And I feel like that's just the way to go. Like, sure, there's probably like discords or on Reddit or something where you can like find like-minded people or like find a writing crew. Um, but yeah, definitely start like close because that's, that's people yeah. know you like, and, and remember that they're talking about your draft, not you. Yes. Yeah. It's not, mm -hmm. nothing is personal. It can, it can be a dumpster fire and it's your beautiful dumpster fire. You're going to put out the fire. Don't worry about it. You got it. <laughs> There's a little fire right now. <laughs> it's, it's a fire. I mean, everything cast. What chapter are we up to in this one? I think in the dock, it's like seven. There's yeah, seven? that sounds great. Yeah. Right. I'm halfway through at the top of chapter four. Ooh. And Ooh. I know what you think about that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, what was I going to say? You said something so great. Um, oh, casting a wide net. So, you know, I, with Loveless and Fancy Ships, I had way more beta readers than I did with um, Lock and Last Resorts. Uh, and I think, especially if you're just starting out finding people, that casting a wide net is good because you, you might not have any great beta readers or some of them just you don't vibe with each other they don't get what you're doing or they don't give you the kind of feedback that's useful and it doesn't mean they're bad at feedback just y'all don't gel um and now I, it's not that i it i don't gel with some of the people who read loveless and fancy ships it's just i don't need as many people to read so it's like i think we've kind of now that we're on the technically this is the fourth book we've worked on together oh, we worked yeah. on the one they didn't sell um which it I was feel like, like a blip process, of one so, in the middle yeah, well, in that too. one, oh yeah, and then that half of the whole New York trip. Oh my gosh, the whole okay, y'all. We went to New York on a girls' trip, 2019. Good times. Um, it was so fun. We just like walked around and ate food. I was yeah. so stressed that whole trip because I was working. My first book didn't sell, and I was like trying to work on this other book, and I was miserable working on that book. I was well, so yeah. miserable. Yeah, you were very stressed about that book. And, like, yeah. I don't think any of us at the time had the wisdom to be, like, girl, maybe you shouldn't be writing that book. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to write that book. Don't worry, then... my agent did that for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got the feedback you needed. And, like, we still did the same thing again when you were writing Loveless and Fancy Ships. And we were all like, gee, I really hate her first boyfriend. He sucks so bad. He sucks so much. He made every scene so difficult. You had difficulty writing it. We had difficulty reading it. And everything. nobody such called. a douche. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish Peter would just disappear. It's so crazy that he has to exist and then finally it was yeah like, like, the voice I, will like, never I just realized he doesn't need to exist or like on page you're like oh right <laughs> actually and you know what i had this realization today because there's this chat you know how there's supposed to be a chapter with a, a pub quiz like a oh, trivia yes. night i have been avoiding writing this chapter and i was like today i was like wait a minute do i need to have a chapter with this yeah. i'm not sure yet <laughs> We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> there was another question. Let me see. <clears throat> Do I ever ask you to pay attention to certain things or ask specific questions before you read? I'll let you answer that because I don't remember. I feel like 30% of the time you do that. I also pulled that number out of thin air, but like... <laughs> It feels in my heart 30% because majority of the time you're like, look at it, just look at it. I feel like most of the time you just, 
you just throw it at us. Unless yeah. you're well, having, you're redoing yeah. a chapter or a scene over and over and you're trying to figure out like what's wrong with it. Yeah. When it's like the fourth version of a chapter, you'll be like, oh, I really tried to focus on fixing the flow or like I redid their conversation. Let me know if they sound like real humans this time. Like it, that's more if you've been doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. I feel like in general, I just get Google notifications that say ding dong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, when I, when I add, it's like a one doc and I'll like add to it. I like make sure Danielle knows by like commenting and like at her. And the last one was just ding dong bitch. <laughs> yeah. Very serious. Okay. Yeah. And here's another question. How do we share chapters and drafts? Um, so the way that I, I do it, yeah, we do a Google doc. It's not always shared. So, um, mm -hmm. sometimes the, cause Danielle works with me very early. Sometimes the chapters like one through three, I've already reworked them a lot. Um, so when I, when it's time for Raven to read, I will give her a separate doc. Right now mm -hmm. they're on the same doc and I always love when Ooh. they're on the same doc because they get to comment to each other. Yes. Uh, and that's because I forced Danielle to read the first few chapters like a bajillion times. And you never complain. I'm always like, Danielle is probably just like, Sarah. <laughs> but you never complain. Like, what the no. hell? Um, it's very off-brand for me because I complain about most things. <laughs> so the way I do it, so I will draft. I draft in Scrivener. And then I will, like, take a chapter. I'll put it in Google Docs. And I actually really like the grammar checker in like spell checker and Google Docs better than Word anyway. Um, mm. And then, you know, I'll get comments, I will fix them in the doc, and then I will like copy it back into Scrivener. And I also have like a word, it gets really messy because sometimes I forget where the latest version is. Like, did I edit it there? Did I edit it here? Because sometimes I don't edit the Google Doc itself because I leave the comments there. So um, hopefully y'all can be more organized than I am. <laughs> I want to know what nice. is your thought process when commenting on drafts? I just want to know, like, when you get a notification that says ding dong, bitch, <laughs> and you open that doc, you know, what is your thought process? Well, my thought process is, like, I have to remind myself where we are because I have a terrible memory. So I will scroll back just a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Um and then I'm just reading, like, genuinely, genuinely, it is head empty, no thoughts, just vibes. And I read, <laughs> I read the chapter, and I'm trying to think about, like, if I'm enjoying myself more than anything else, whereas I know, I think because I know there will be a time to do stuff later, like, oh, does this make sense for their character or whatever? Um, I mean, I'll call out stuff that's out of character really obvious. Oh, I just did something. I was like, oh, Ollie wouldn't say this. Um, yes, yes, you did. I'm like, I know you created them, however. Uh, well, here's the thing. You guys know them as well as I do. I really, yeah. truly believe that because you've read, you've been with me from the very beginning of these books. So like there was something and you were like, this is too much even for Nina. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you're right like y'all and because I'm always talking to you in voice notes about like you know okay I'm thinking of this backstory and maybe this and this and some of that stuff doesn't make it on the page 
Um, yeah. so I really do rely on you two the most because you do know the characters as well as I do. Yeah, so I'm mostly just reading it and um, I'm trying not to let, and it's great because I have terrible memory, I'm trying not to let what you've said outside of the doc color my interpretation of what's going on on the page because I'm like, if I was reading this as a fresh, you know, baby brain person never having read this before. <laughs> I don't know what comes out of my mouth. Just, no, there's all no... you baby brains out there who haven't read Sarah's <laughs> books, you can get a big brain by going and buying and reading Sarah's books. No baby brains. <laughs> no baby brains. <laughs> but listen, no, Dan, some of your lines that you have put are in the book. Like, you mm. wrote the line mm. about the hunky fridge in chapter one. Okay, yeah. Of course. Like you that really did. You're like, you can have it. I'm like, good, because I'm taking it. <laughs> like I wasn't gonna ask. Them. But yeah, I don't know, Raven. I feel like you probably have like I'm not very helpful. Um you are I feel like you're super helpful. helpful. <laughs> you have different well, roles. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, I feel like Raven probably goes in with a much more um structured brain about it. Um and you also haven't read as many versions, so I get all the versions. Yeah, you confused, get all, which happens a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Wait, is this? Did they? I don't know. I can't think yes. of anything that's not a spoiler." Danielle's poor memory actually is probably why you can read so many my books so many times. Yeah, that's right, why I can do it over and over again because they fall out as soon as I'm done. <laughs> so get get yourself a friend with memory problems. Yeah, honestly, find someone who has severely deficient memory. <laughs> Raven, what's your process? I'm guessing it's a little different. Yeah, I feel like I read really slow. Like, so today I was reading book three and I was reading really slowly because sometimes, sometimes there's certain scenes where I'm like, you've got it down. So if I'm reading quickly enough, the only time I leave a comment and if it's something that like punches me because I love it and it's so funny and I want to point it out so you don't accidentally remove it later. And then, or something that punches me because something's funky and I don't know why. And so I'll read like the pre like previous three or four paragraphs and the below and I'll be like, where is the error? And so I'll sit there for a little while. Um, and then sometimes I just am like, oh, well, move on. And then like two pages later, I'm like, oh, it was this. Well, like, so I do a lot of, I don't know if it, it shows up for you, but like I jockey back and forth where my comments are landing because I I'm don't notice that. I'm going, I... oh, okay. Cause yeah, I just, I, I started comment down here, then down here, like the, and then another one, I was like, oh wait, that's where this original thing happened. Cause I'm reading so slowly. I'm retaining it better. That's not to say I'm going to retain it for a long time. Cause especially like with your voice notes, I, I also don't take those into account because I can't remember if, or I don't know what you have kept or what you have dropped. And therefore everything mm -hmm. is just, I'm going to find out when I get there. Well, and then um, because sometimes, you know, you'll read something and then Danielle will go over it another like four times. Um, but sometimes, you know, like Raven will read something and then Danielle and I will work on it separately like three or four times and then mm -hmm. Raven gets it back. And there's really no like set. I feel like we're in a groove, but it's not like a set process. Yeah. Is... Yeah. If I know it's like a like literal like fresh first draft, I'll be lighter on the edits mm -hmm. and it'll be closer to Danielle's vibe check. Mm. But like yeah, I feel like it's like kind of understood like you can you can even Party. sense in your writing what how long you've been going over stuff because then I'm like this looks like a published book and then you get like later on you're like this one's almost published. Like <laughs> I'm going to spend longer on this chapter. <laughs> Does anything ever surprise you about 
process or how a book changes between drafts? Yeah, I'm a little surprised because even though we are so involved in the um, making of the sausage, uh, I'm always surprised when you like hand me a kielbasa with your next chapter. Like you've gone over chapter one like several times as we've already said a million times. I don't know, reading it this last time, I think I left you a comment that was like, I don't know what you did that was different. Like, I cannot point out to you what is different about this version of the chapter specifically, but it's different and it's better and it flows and it just clicks. All that different <laughs> stuff has coalesced in, um, in the sausage casing in a new way somehow. And I don't know what magic that is. Uh, because I didn't watch you type it, but it's different. That part is still like a little bit of magic to me. I, I will say doing all this with you has really demystified the writing process to me. Um, now it's no longer, oh gosh, writing is this mystical thing where you're like a wizard in a tower writing a yeah. book and it's amazing. Like now I understand all the work that goes into it. So now when I say, oh, I could never write a book, it's not because I don't know what goes into it. It's because I do know what goes into it, and I'm absolutely not <laughs> disciplined enough. <laughs> like, I know when you've made changes mm. to the way scenes are ordered or the di like when it, I can notice sometimes when dialogue changes, but it's, it's those subtle things you've done to narration in particular um, that I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out on a map, but it's better. And that is surprising to me every time. <laughs> what about you, Raven? Um, I feel like at least for fresh stuff, when I read a second iteration of a draft, uh, or, you know, a, a, another draft kind of a thing, and I didn't know you were planning on changing something, and then same thing as Danielle, I was like, and then it worked so well, and you're like, dude, I thought the last thing was fine. Like, I didn't have yeah, any questions. Fine. I was like, yeah, that seems feasible and fresh and funky and whatever. That's cool. And then you revise it, and I'm like, I was sitting in the pub right next to them. Like... <laughs> There. Raven, Raven, you saw, a, so good. I think from what the last version you saw of the first chapter of Last Call, I think to the one you read today, like the plot is the same, but it's the not. The same things it's, happen. It's so but different. Not in the same way. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, you know, and here's the thing I'd say for authors and writers, like you're not, your beta readers are probably not going to have the solution to all the problems. They we don't. They, they don't. <laughs> Sometimes we didn't make up Shitty Peter, or maybe you and Danielle did. I did. I, I you said, yeah, you figured out. We didn't do nothing. We're like, that Very sucks. Sweet. He sucks. <laughs> Even my agent was like, you have to make him more likable. And I was like, but do I? Because I hate him. <laughs> I wish he didn't exist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like that's always what the problem is for me specifically, is that I need to simplify. I'm always trying to over-explain stuff that really, it's like Sarah, that's yes. Like with, okay, let's put it with like Nina and Ollie in Luck and Last Resorts. Remember that yeah. convoluted subplot where it's like, they don't like each other when they meet. This is not a spoiler. Um, and I'm like, I need to find a way for them to become friends. I was coming up with like this crazy like plot where there was like this. Remember there was like the, her like mean boss coworker who was like framing her for theft. Yeah. <laughs> there was and a lot was, more like, wait. drama. And it just never felt right. Because remember, I kept putting it in, taking it out, putting it in. And when I took it out the last time, I told y'all, do not let me put this back in. Like, don't <laughs> let me. It wasn't until May, in the book, I handed it in to my editor in uh, September. It wasn't until May yeah. that I realized, oh, 
oh wait like <laughs> I just what if they just like each other like what if they just yeah. like each other and want to be friends like that's acceptable yeah. like that so I feel like simplifying is always my problem but you're not going to take all the advice um sometimes yeah. I will decide that when Danielle says something is wrong or not working I will say no you are wrong Danielle but always you are always right <laughs> I'll just say the flyer thing. I really thought yeah. it was the flyer mm -hmm. thing, um, which y'all- That was a really good move. Uh, and you will never probably, I'll talk about it probably when that book comes out, but you probably won't. I had this really convoluted thing in chapter one of Last Call that just did, it was too convoluted. And from the very first draft, Danielle was like, I don't, I think I would like it better if it wasn't because of the flyer. <laughs> um, and I fought you on that for many, many drafts until I was like, damn it, Daniel's right again. I think I got a yeah. voice note that was like, so you were right the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to think, you you convoluted things in, in Loveless and Fancy Ships in the beginning too, and not just Shitty Peter, but like even the things they were doing to fulfill the tasks on her list, I feel like, or the tasks on her list itself used to be different. I had Magic Kingdom in the middle. Oh, yes, yes. Because they, they didn't go to Coral Castle. And then Edcott was also in the middle. And now, mm -hmm. that is a spoiler alert if you haven't read that book. Like, it's been out for five months, okay? Like, go buy it. Um, <laughs> is later, I'll say that. Um, yeah. And then they went to a concert. Remember they went to a concert? Yes, yes, was like, Raven was actually here in Raleigh. And we were writing that weekend. Um, and I was like, what kind of prank will they pull on Shitty Peter? And I, was, I could not figure it out, um, Sarah, because one, Shitty Peter needs to leave. And two, they don't need to be pulling a random prank at a concert <laughs> for some person I made up. It was so bad. Do you feel like the process has changed between books oh definitely i feel like you streamlined it a lot more on yes. your end like it was yes. like this wild huge thing that you had to like wrangle together whereas nina was like okay wait wait, wait. oh wait and it's like it was mostly like kind of steering it rather than like wrangling cats herding cats i guess herding cats, <laughs> cats. cats versus the cat's standing in a line and sometimes trying to jet out. I don't know. It's still hurting cats, I guess. <laughs> hurting cats versus hurting sheep. Like, some of them are yeah. still going to go off the course, but, like, you, they'll, they'll come back. And yeah. that is definitely more what happened. And so it's it's a product of, like, you getting better at your process. Um, and I definitely feel like I give better feedback now too so I'm not saying like oh because I give better feedback you're better but you do, I think that I think you do though it's it's both like you're better giving feedback I'm also mm -hmm. better at interpreting what your feedback means mm. because sometimes yeah. it like you're saying what you mean but the implication of that isn't always there so like I always think of this chapter in Luck and Lash Resorts which is so bad remember um the two Spider-Mans and their son in the basketball <laughs> Um, and like, I wrote that chapter, I was like, ha, ha, ha. and Daniel's comments were just like, you didn't say like, this chapter sucks, get rid of it. It was just, I didn't, I, when I'm writing, I look for the energy on the page. And when I'm reading your 
comments, I'm looking, is mm -hmm. there, where's, what's Danielle's energy here? And if it's like, mm, I'm like, this whole chapter probably needs to go. My favorite comment about um, Jack. That <laughs> is it the 7%? Yeah. I just got to that part today. I was so excited to see it live on the dock. Yes. I mean, yeah, if, if I still with every draft, she's getting 7% horny. <laughs> every draft. It's really true. Every draft. This uh, this book is like so not at all what I thought it would be. Yeah, when I want to go back and clarify. We laughed a lot about the phrase Spider Man and basketball, and no one else has any idea what that is. No, Nina and Ollie were like watching neighborhood kids play basketball, and they had like Sarah was like, "Wouldn't it be so funny if they like thought of them as their children? Like, oh, that's our son out there." And they're, not they call funny. one of them Spider Man. It was not funny. <laughs> It was so cringe. It was so cringe. It was very cringe. Oh. Sometimes I will tell her more upfront now that it's cringe. Um, I was too yes. soft. About it. Well, and I think that I think the hardest part of starting a new beta relationship is like mm. for the beta, like, does this person really want feedback? Or yeah. do they yes. want me to say nice things? Because especially if this is a person you know in real life, that could get pretty messy if the author it does not really want feedback. Like if you're asking a beta reader for feedback and they're telling you things that like sometimes, I mean, very rarely I'm like, Oh, when I get like a comment now, but sometimes, I mean, it's still going to be like, crap, I tried that. It didn't work. And that's yeah. a bummer. now I, I really kind of don't think that as much because usually I know that something's wrong or I, mm. I want to not, I want to think there's not something wrong. But when you say it, I'll be like, oh, what? there was one recently where I was like, oh, I think it was the, what Ollie said that didn't fit his vibe. Yeah. I was like, I knew that wasn't working. Like, I feel like the reason the process is a little bit more streamlined is that we all trust our intuition a little bit more mm -hmm. as writers. And, and that was hard at the beginning. That was hard in the first book. So like, if you're someone who's just starting out with giving feedback or getting feedback, like we only have these like you know we've always had fun comments but like we've only had i think as efficient of mm. comments because this is yeah like you said this is book four and a half wow. that we're working <laughs> on now which is insane um to say out loud but yeah so i wouldn't it's 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 like i mean it's like becoming friends with anybody like you gotta find your vibe and it it will happen and it will when I time. trust you guys to because I would rather y'all call me out on something than readers like a stranger like, yeah. yeah like strangers yeah. <laughs> because, you, know, you know I'd rather my friends who care about me and like I'm assuming they like my work because they keep reading it I mean I write it for them uh to tell me if something's not working and it does not hurt my feelings I'm just like great now I can fix it um mm. what advice do you have for people who are giving like either someone's critique partner or someone who's giving feedback say stuff that you liked that's like mm -hmm. so important don't just look to like like tear something apart because then they might scrap stuff that's really good um say mm -hmm. stuff that you don't like or didn't think quite worked and you don't have to give a suggestion that's the author's job and your suggestion might not be work like helpful but if you do give a suggestion it might give them a jumping off point even if it's not that um and something that you wish or think might happen in the future like say you got a chunk you're like okay this was making me think these things so now you're also getting like what your expectation as a reader is and then that person can decide 
that's what I'm going for or oh that's not this kind of book okay I've done something incorrect here but that way it's like the good the bad and the hopeful I am not good at advice uh in most contexts um I would say like put your personality in it too like mm. it, you're the writer that you are critiquing or beta reading for or whatever the context is um you know you don't have to be like well in paragraph four subsection c i felt very strongly that your use of the oxford comma you know you don't have to that would suck the joy always. from it from me for me that would suck the joy from yeah yeah it doesn't have to be like professional it doesn't have to be like I'm writing this feedback for a class kind of thing yeah. and you can find the right casual vibe with your part like all about finding each other's vibes and stuff but um having your own personality in it and then if it's someone you don't know if you can share what your perspective is like what kind of reader you are like if you're someone who's like listen I love romance and I like x y and z like i will let a lot of stuff slide if people are gonna fake date and then have to share a bed like i will <laughs> not be calling you out on anything but the most egregious of plot plot that is true. discrepancies um so it it's nice to know that too and it doesn't have to be that specific but if you're like starting a new partnership or whatever letting them know what kind of reader you are going into it um i think can be helpful Daniel is really fun to get comments from because it's just, I mean, even Raven, you're more like, you comment a lot more on like craft level or like, okay, this would definitely not work, but still your comments are really fun where I think today it was like, yeah, boys got jokes. <laughs> you know, that is the most fun. I mean, I love sharing my writing with y'all because the it's fun to know what you think about it and get your feedback even when you don't like something like the jokes are like it's like I get my I always say I wish that we could publish a like um annotated version of like one of the books but like the beta reader annotated version I think that would be really fun actually Danielle offered to to do one of those I uh, will to be doing we could do a giveaway or yeah. something. Yes. Pub day. I, I would write all kinds of notes in the yes, margins of your book. Can I just get a copy? Sometimes I hate to resolve the comments because they're so fun. And I think I don't have some of the early docs from like Nina's book. And I'm like, no, <gasps> because, oh, here's one thing though. I will say, Danielle, that sometimes um, something that you're like, this is not going to work. I'm like, now I'm going to make it work yeah it's the spite instinct it is the cartwheels, okay the cartwheels one of my favorite comments you ever made so there's a scene in like the last resorts where nina's teaching ollie how to do a cartwheel it's awesome and i told you about it and you're like yeah, yeah i don't think so um that just that comment i was like i'm gonna make this work that created her entire backstory and my yeah. favorite comment on a draft of that book was, the real gymnastics is how you made this work. <laughs> it's true. And I can admit when nice. I have been proven wrong because Spite Game recognizes Spite Game. And I appreciate <laughs> that you <laughs> said, no, I'm going to do this. And then you did. And you sold me on it. And that's how you know it was good because I didn't like it in the first place. And then I did like it. Yeah. So. And if you didn't still like it, I would have taken it out. Yeah. 
but that I got real committed to that gymnast backstory like, real quick. You so, did. That was not even a whisper of a notion of no. writing the first book. It wasn't. I was like, crap, I could make sure it works with the first book. What is the most challenging part of beta reading? And that can be beta reading in general or beta reading for me specifically, <laughs> if you want to roast me right now. This is That's the Butts Live. I love that. I mean, I am also ADHD, so ask and share. ADHD. Like, literally, just sit the frick down and read it. Like, I just sometimes mm -hmm. I just can't I can't send it. And then once I do, I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. Like, I walked around today with like my iPad because I realized I could read it on my iPad. It didn't have to be locked to a computer, and it was like better than the phone because the phone I read way too fast. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that part though. Um, but yeah, because honestly, actually reading it and giving responses, I think especially because we trust each other and are so comfortable that I can be like, LMAO, who would ever do this? Um, yeah. And like, know that you're not going to be like, oh, we can't be friends now. <laughs> I'm friend breaking up with you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then there's going to be super funny stuff. So like, if I literally laugh out loud, like, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's fun. Cause then it's fun to see like, girl, why did you think this would work? And then you fix it and you're like, you got it. Um, yeah. The whole thing is like such because you bring in such good energy to when you're trying to get feedback it's never like a okay like I basically want you to say it's perfect like you're always like what are your actual thoughts drag like, me queen okay. yes yeah literally it's that's the vibe for sure I think what was challenging at the beginning for me and I think it's improved over time is um knowing what to comment on especially mm -hmm. in the beginning when there were a lot of like hot and mess chapters where I was like well I know she's going to go back and fix this because obviously it has problems but I didn't know what to tell you the problems were um but that has improved the more that I've read and given you feedback I have one last question for you. Um this might be a tougher one but do you have either a last comment um, or is there a specific memory you have from reading Loveless and Fancy Ships and Luck and Last Resorts that's either, you know, funny or enjoyable or just that sticks out to you? We might have already talked about them because we, we talked about quite a few. One thing that I realized that I think is very different from when I worked with you slash and, and versus the two people I attempted to work with or like somebody who handed me something is they tried to hand me like a whole book as a draft. And that was really hard because then I would get bogged down in beginning chapter stuff and be like, this thing needs to change the trajectory of the rest of it. And now I don't know where, to, and it's really overwhelming, but I love that we'll get chapter one. Okay, chapter one through three. And then it's like you incrementally are adding or suddenly you go chapter 10. Don't worry about the middle. Okay. And so it's like, you're only getting snapshots. So it's so much easier to dive in and give the good, like the deeper level of um, edits. Because if you handed me like 300 pages, like, like, I don't know. I'll see you in six months. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really feel like, like you could say a suggestion because then it's like, well, I want you to uh, have them not work on a super yacht, but that's where the whole rest of the book takes place. <laughs> like, that would be the vibe. And yeah, I think that's great advice oh, because I, and other authors might feel differently. I think a lot of authors don't want to share something in the earlier stages, but it does make it. I, I like doing that because one, I need constant validation but two um it's a lot easier to make those big changes sooner and there are things that i wouldn't know if i hadn't gotten your feedback
So Danielle, what's your parting either advice or memory? Um, well, one thing that I remember was when reading like even very early drafts of Loveless and Fancy Ships, I was out here commenting. I was shipping Nina and Ollie so hard. I was yeah. like, so oh, these guys are fucking, right? Like, I was just like, they have to be secretly dating. They have to, like, in my head, in the fan fiction, I will not write for you, but we'll think about. Um, they are hooking up on every inch of the super yacht in the background, and no one has noticed. And, um, and then Sarah was like, so book two is going to be about Nina and Ollie. And I was like, I have ideas. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think many of them made it. The, it's it's all Sarah's ideas. And the, I don't the know. I, I think probably they probably they. It's like our minds meld at a certain point. Sometimes our, mm -hmm. our we decided our hot single dad. What we like in a hot single dad Venn diagram is just a circle. <laughs> it's, a circle. it's a circle. I didn't even know hot single dad was a type of man I was interested in until Sarah started writing Loveless and Fancy Ships, and I was like. I was like, I need to reevaluate something. <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you so much for hanging out with me for over an hour. You know I love you, and we will be talking soon. Thanks to everyone who was here watching. Um, I don't, you must not have anything better to do with your life, but that's okay. I still love you. You're all our friends now, by the way. We're yeah. all friends now. No baby brains up in here. That's how that happens. Um, my next uh, episode of That's the Butts Live, I'm so excited because it's going to be May 18th and Sarah Hogle is going to be on. And I know Danielle's like fangirling because <laughs> you're the one who had me read her books and now I'm like obsessed with her. I'm president of her fan club. Um, so welcome. Yeah. <laughs> be back on the 18th Fine. for Sarah Hogle. It's going to get weird. Um, we are going to be reading selections from our unpublished works that failed so i'm very nice. excited about it Amazing. Um, all right i'm gonna go put my kid to bed so uh, have a great night everybody and we will talk soon i will talk to y'all in the voice chat yeah. <laughs> bye new friends bye. <laughs>